0: Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash, Rico Everybody and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, the podcast that proves time and again that time is just a relative construct created by capitalist pigs for their own gain and our loss. James, I am not going to bend the knee, so I don't stick to the, the the parameters of time quite as rigidly as you do.
1: Uh, this is, this is uh, exhibit A for why Indiana needs to be <laughs> on central time. For those of us who have coworkers who are just incapable of understanding what an hour time difference means. I mean, we've had 500 episodes to figure this out and yet it still <laughs> bewilders and confuses you. But I guess I guess that's just the magic of working with Steve. New year, same you. Well,
0: I am, if nothing else, magical, James Well, although you're a unicorn, so I guess both of us have certain magical qualities, and that's what brings our three viewers and listeners back every week, because God knows it is certainly not consistency of schedule.
1: Yes. I, uh, I did not message you for two weeks, and you did not reach out to me in any way. Those episodes just didn't happen. If I don't twist your arm... And explain to you how time changes work. We just don't have an episode that week. <laughs> well,
0: and sometimes even when you do message me uh, and twist my arm, me- uh, episodes don't happen this for is. one reason or another. But I figured you being the world traveler that you are, were are probably off on some lavish vacation with your family. And I didn't want to bother you, James, because I'm nice that way.
1: Yeah, I went to exotic locales like other mm-hmm. parts of Indianapolis and close parts of mm-hmm. Illinois. So you know, it's mm-hmm. I, I really was a globe trotter this weekend.
0: Well, and they are lovely this time of year, I'm sure.
1: Yes, yes. Did you uh, also get the forty below cold weather that we did?
0: Oh God, dang! Yes. I would imagine yours and our weather systems are roughly the same. You're a bit further north than I am, so you're probably a few degrees colder. But it was—it didn't hit zero for two days out on the ranch. We're a little colder than the weather app says our zip code is because we're up on a hill and get a lot of wind. But it, it was doggone cold, Breakwell. And I'm sure, I'm sure you flew through it with just... Uh, I don't want to use flying again, but flying colors because you live in posh Breakwell Manor. Not like me, just a pauper out on the ranch.
1: Well, I do live in a house built in 1912. So insulation back then was more of a myth than an actual, you know, (laughs) producible idea. So the cold just kind of, the heat just just goes right out of our house like all our doors and windows are open. So it was a little rough. I'm surprised you didn't stay warmer though, because you basically have a hell mouth right there with all the demons crawling out. (laughs) I would think that fire would work just like a big furnace for the whole property.
0: Well, uh, we didn't do bad. Our hot water pipe froze, so that was a little bit disturbing, so I had to shower in the small cabin a couple times, but otherwise, we passed. The house survived with very few casualties. I was, I was, uh, I was worried that the slingshot of karma was pulling back further and further.
1: Speaking of freezing temperatures, our friend mm-hmm. to the north, Judy P., sent out her packages. Did you get yours?
0: I did, and I was going to do an unboxing video yesterday, but we got busy with other things. I have it in my office here today, and I will do an unboxing video today. I have not opened mine. Have you opened yours?
1: Well, of course, because Judy P., as our only fan, is my highest priority. (laughs) But then again, I guess that's why she likes me more than she likes you.
0: I don't know that that's true. She never ran down a public,
1: crowded interstate to see you, James. I've never been to Canada. See, she's she was going with the best option she had, which was like option <laughs> D, you. So, it, you can't what? judge her for that.
0: Well, either way, I'm sure whatever is in my package is far superior to whatever is in your package as is the case every year. But I'll tell you what I need and I hope she included and I I hope I don't out her if she didn't, but I have used her calendar as my office calendar every year since she started sending these care packages. So it's been a good four or five years that I have had an Ontario, or maybe it's Toronto specific, I think it's Ontario though, calendar hanging on the back of my door for all of my clients to use when they're mulling over scheduling options.
1: So I have a Mandalorian calendar from last year, and this year I got a Grogu calendar. And that is the official calendar of the Breakwell family. It's the calendar that all birthdays and important dates go on. So we also run our family according to that gift package she sends out. (laughs) Uh, For the record, I don't know why she would send you a calendar. If you don't know what time it is, I doubt you know what year it is. So I can't (laughs) imagine the calendar is going to be very useful.
0: At James, I only work 3 days a week and so I can't I can't explain to people how confusing my life is with regard to what day is what and my head is constantly spinning. Plus Trying to schedule guests. I have so many guests for the next two weeks scheduled on the commute, and all of them live all over the place. So just trying to work the math of time zones is exhausting. I thought, finally, we got Breakwell. He's easy and easygoing. If I mess it up, he'll just roll with it, take it right in stride, not even bring it up even. But uh, you surprised me, James, in that uh, this pushed you just one more inch closer to that final descent into madness.
1: I... I have like a thousand things to do that I just need to get started. So I needed to get this one out of the way. I have an entire book I need to write between now and June 1st. Why? Because that's when the deadline is. And I just haven't been doing it. I've... I've been Substack. I mean, I write two 2000 word articles a week. That's, that's quite a few words and that's on top of my day job and all the stuff I do after work and all the stuff I do with friends now. And it just, the thing that took the backseat was the thing that had a deadline in June, but now we're in 2023 (laughs) and June doesn't seem as far away as it used to. So I need some good old fashioned panic. To power me uh, through it. And so when you were a solid five minutes late with no sign of showing up, I no. decided I better goad you a bit. And it's a good thing I did or else I would have been sitting here in front of my webcam for a full hour waiting for you to get around to talking to me.
0: I was happy as a lark just doing stuff in the office. I was uh, paying out royalties to my authors and I wrote a <laughs> rent check. And I was like, "Ah, boy, it's nice to just have time or I'm not under the gun or Uh, Talking to Breakwell or other things that usually depress me and suck the life right out of my soul. But then Breakwell's text came through and I thought, that's weird. Is he trying to change the time on me? (laughs) And apparently the answer is kind of, yeah, because your time zone didn't match what I thought your time zone was. So what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, it didn't uh, didn't change from the last 499 episodes. It's still (laughs) one hour ahead of you. (laughs) <sighs> yeah. Well, and I, when we first started this,
0: I don't, did Indiana not do daylight savings? I remember we had a wrong and wronger debate about daylight savings once, and I think it was because Indiana was on the cusp or something they weird, didn't, right? They
1: didn't used to change, which made them on the same time as Illinois half the year and on a different time half the year, which was actually yeah. worse than the current arrangement of different all the time. Uh, now, the best <laughs> arrangement was just to be on Central Time or to make everything east of the Mississippi River on Eastern time. I would be fine with either solution. This is a bad solution. It causes lots of math. And I just think if we had the time zone split up by that big river in the middle, we'd always remember, am I talking to somebody on this side of the river or that side of the river? And it would simplify life quite a bit.
0: I wonder the history of why Indiana is not in the central time zone. It is... A little suspicious the way the time zone line sort of jukes to the west to encompass Indiana. But uh, there's got to be a reason that goes back to the 18-whatevers that somebody wanted something done and so this was part of the package.
1: I think we're just a little too big for our britches. We're like, we obviously need to be on the same time as New York because Indiana is a place where things happen. And it is not, <laughs> in fact, a place where things happen. And we just need to accept the fact that we're part of the Midwest and roll over into central time. And I don't mean Midwest like Ohio. where they can, they can stay on eastern time. Ohio has mountains. Like, I'm not going to mess with that. But, like, you know, Indiana, we're flat like the rest of the Midwest. Put us on central time. Make our math simple because we are a simple people.
0: You know, one time when I came to your house, I did a show in uh, either South Bend or Gary or... uh, What is the city kind of going up toward Gary? It's... um God, right off the freeway. The point is, I was in Indiana, but I was in the Central time zone. And then I had to drive to your house, which is in the Eastern time zone. And so I sort of lost an hour going south. So not all of Indiana is in the Eastern time zone.
1: Yes, the corner where you would commute to Chicago for work is on Central.
0: Oh, so they are controlled by Chicago's commerce, yes. ergo Chicago's time. You, of course, being in the hustling and bustling metropolis of Indianapolis, you are on Manhattan commerce yes. and
1: therefore Manhattan time. I understand. We, we need to be up when the stock market is up because reasons. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to go.
0: Well, that's funny because the ag exchange is in Chicago. So you would think like Indiana would be more in tune with that exchange system than the one in uh, on Wall Street. To but qu- what are you going to do?
1: To quote the slogan of our most famous and infamous amusement park, <laughs> there's more than corn in Indiana. Uh... uh... Okay. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to go by the <laughs> by the the farm market commerce. We can go by New York commerce. We can we can pretend to be big, but we we really should not. <laughs> and also for that uh, that 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 amusement park, for the records, is Indiana Beach. And it is delightful because it's, the rides aren't that big, but they're all super scary because you could really die. Like, you go to one of these big fancy amusement parks, and they spend <laughs> millions of dollars to, to make rides that scare you uh, but are perfectly yeah. safe. And this place was yeah. like, let's spend the minimum amount of money and scare people just as much because this is super unsafe. So, I mean, if you want the real experience, the real thrill ride, you go to Indiana Beach.
0: You know, they must be making some money because they advertise on billboards around Nashville.
1: Do they really? Yeah. It, you know, for yeah. being in the middle of Indiana, like, you'd think this should be, like, a, you know, a super budget deal. But the last time I looked into it, like, tickets were $45 each, I think. You got a, you got a family of six. That's an expensive outing. Like, I I want to be scared, but not that much, especially since, you know, my kids are not going to ride any rides or do anything. So I, I we have not <laughs> been to Indiana Beach in many years.
0: You're a... Now, are you a roller coaster guy, James?
1: I am. Uh, Those roller coasters are rough, though, because they don't just... You know, you think of a normal uh, roller coaster axis as, like, up and down and, like, maybe a loop-de-loop. But Indiana Beach adds another dimension, side to side. Like, it jerks uncomfortably in a way it's clearly not supposed to. That just sends your spine left or right while your head and the rest of your body is going the rest of the direction. It's it's basically a full chiropractic adjustment as you ride these rides.
0: Wow, so... Part of the experience is wondering how well these wheels are anchored into the
1: track underneath yes. you. <laughs> it adds a whole new dimension. I mean, these roller coaster junkies going out to all the Six Flags in the country—they have no yeah, idea. Yeah. If they were, if they were really brave, they would come to Indiana <laughs> Beach to see what's what. Boy,
0: I'm gonna draw a a a. a correlate here that's going to incorporate the word Indiana, because that reminds me of when Indiana Jones was going through the coal mountain on those coal, whatever they're Mm -hmm. called, those buggies on the tracks. I think that was in the second Raiders of the Lost Ark movie. So, and it did jump track a few times. So the good news about your roller coaster, James, is if a section of track is missing, you might still be okay because those wheels aren't completely embedded in those tracks.
1: This is true. It'd be free ranging. There's actually There actually is an Indiana Jones style ride there with no Indiana Jones, of course. They don't uh, pay for marketing, but you do go down a <laughs> mine cart. And the special thing yeah. about that is uh, half the passengers face forward and half the passengers pay- face backwards, which will 100% make you throw up. So again, they just find <laughs> oh, oh, all Jesus. sorts of creative ways to make it unpleasant and barely survivable. So this is, this is for the hardcore of the hardcore. And it is on wow. Eastern time, in case you're wondering about. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It might be on Central time. It's far enough north. I'm going to put that, question, that, that time zone down as question mark. Where? What, what town is it in? It's in... Um, uh Monticello. No, it's it's gotta be it's gotta be Eastern. I think I think it's as far north as you can go for Eastern. It's it's not far south of where I went to college though, and I went to college on Central, so that was like the line. And that would determine where we'd go, you know, back in the day when shopping malls existed, because I'm a million years old. If you wanted to buy yep. something someplace a little more fancy than Walmart if you went south, you lost an hour. So we always get just right at the county line. So we had to go north up towards Chicago to Merrillville. That was that was the big city to us. And Merrillville. Also, yeah, that might have been the city you were talking about. It
0: was. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. I know all the Indiana geography facts, man. If, that, <laughs> if our two listeners are tuning in for time zone and city questions about the greater Indiana area, man, they are going to be thrilled today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was
0: there's like a uh, the Star Amphitheater or something up there and that's where I was before I came down to see you that day. But uh you went to college in Central Time. Where the, I thought your college was more centrally located than that in Indiana, but no, I guess not.
1: Yeah, it's just north enough to catch the lake effect snow. So yeah, it, it was fairly far north.
0: Wow. Well, not that we could visit the campus anymore.
1: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Actually, it, I, uh, I, you know, any, any institution of higher learning, uh, important enough to have me obviously doesn't have it's, uh, <laughs> it's stuff together and they closed due to just basically gross financial mismanagement 10 years after there. <laughs> so that's, that's on me. I didn't perform a financial audit of the college that offered me a scholarship. I just took it on faith that they would be open for the four years I was there and they were, they made it through by four years and then, uh, yeah, 10 years after that and then Called it quits. And actually, they they collapsed on their own. But had they not collapsed on their own, they would have collapsed during COVID anyway because they never branched into online school because they really, really needed that inflated room and board money to make their budget. I mean, it was still in the red, but make it less in the red. So there was no online classes of any kind. So the second they were forced to go remote for COVID, they they would have closed anyway. So they just, they got a little ahead of the game. They closed a little bit, before the rest of the country. So good on them.
0: Wow. And now they've paved paradise and put up a parking lot. What was the name of your college, James? I can I never commit this to memory, but it's it's a good story. I, what is the name? I
1: am not going to give out the name because then oh. you can trace it back to me, and it kind of still exists. And then they're going to come after me for libel because it still exists in name <laughs> only. They still they still swear they're coming back, even though they're not. So I I will not say the name publicly, oh, but oh. it is not hard to figure out. Uh,
0: apparently, it is because. I don't remember what it was, and I don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I guess colleges that closed in the '90s or something. Wait, it, you graduated college like Thursday of last week because you're it's, young. Well, the
1: thing is, it's it's in with a lot of other colleges. I mean, all the small colleges are are closing now. It's kind of it's really just the big mega universities are, are staying open. My my brother graduated from a big state school in December. And uh, they they printed you know they, they get those class shirts where they print the name of everybody yeah, in the class. Yeah. He got one of those, and it's like point two font to fit everybody's name on there. <laughs> There's got to be eleven thousand names on the back of that shirt.
0: Wow! And your college would have had six names, yes. probably,
1: and I would have been four of them. Font. Yes,
0: and you would. Well, you got a lot of followers online, James. Come on.
1: I would like to think I'm the most important graduate ever to come out of here there. You know, I mean, it's here, – here, here, okay, hear me out. Hear me well, out. So first of all, nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody no, important be... ever graduated from there. There was, like, I think one or two Major League Baseball players, and there's a judge somewhere, maybe a college coach. So it's a pretty small pool. If you check the Wikipedia page for this college, yeah. like, that, those are the only people listed. And, like, there will never be – any more graduates from this school like it's a closed it's a closed set and you figure those baseball players like they already had their career like they're they're done with the headline making portion of their life so i've got like i've got open runway it's me competing against the 10 years of graduates after me to see who's the most important but i think even if we were the most important nobody updates that wikipedia page anymore so it's all for naught so i'm uh uh, you can do
0: that, can't you? Oh, you I, need
1: to add you. I could totally do it. It's cheating. Kind of like I have a, there's a Wikipedia page of me. I refuse to make one for me though. I just, I, somebody else finally made one for me, but it hasn't you been, do. Up, it hasn't been updated in like eight years. It's, it's pretty impressive. It's about five books behind and anyway, it, it, I wish they would have updated it like right at my peak because then uh, somebody took over Twitter <laughs> and follower counts plummeted. Ha <laughs> and- <laughs> Dated it about a year and a half ago and then just never touched it again. I always like, when I go to places and do speeches, like they never know what to say about me. I, I'm a nobody. It's like, well, how do we even explain why this guy is talking to us? It's like, oh, he's <laughs> the guy with a million Twitter followers. But then I lost like sixty or seventy thousand recently in the transition, and uh, now I'm the guy with nine hundred ninety-six thousand Twitter followers. And <laughs> hey, what is that? That doesn't impress anybody. Like, oh, okay. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Couldn't get the extra four thousand, I guess. Whatever. So yeah, that's that's the world I'm living in.
0: Ah, there's got to be a rounding error in there somewhere. I I would still give you a million. But let this be a call to action for all three of our listeners to go and update the James Breakwell Wikipedia page. Remember when we added Fravis to the vernacular, James?
1: I, uh, I I shudder to think of what would happen if they updated that Wikipedia page. It's probably it's probably best left as a time capsule to 2016 <laughs> James Breakwell. That guy was pretty great. He was so full of hope for the future. He thought anything Aww. could happen, and now I'm now I'm 2022 James Breakwell. I'm older <laughs> and more jaded. I've seen how book sales really work, and I'm just I'm a realist <laughs> now, Steve, and it's it's terrible. This is not a good place to be. Let let 2016 James Breakwell soar.
0: I remember 2016 was when you and I started this podcast. And when we were, I don't remember when we were first talking about it, you said something about, I, you were making plans for when you hit the New York Times bestseller list. You didn't know it was a done deal, but I think you were fairly certain you could make a run at it, it's, even if you didn't hit number one, that you would have made the list.
1: I mean, it's still possible, but it, yeah, book sales. Book sales are a harsh mistress. I, I got my it, royalty really statement. I got my royalty statement recently and it was an unwelcome reality check. Like <laughs> everybody's like, "Well, you know, you sell these books and you write them, but they got a long tail. They'll keep generating income forever." <laughs> Money coming to me. Yes. Could I do anything with that money? Not <laughs> meaningfully. No, no. It's, it, was, uh, it was a little upsetting when I calculated how many years <laughs> of my life I dedicated to, to generating that small of a pool of residuals. So really all the all the sales pretty much happen in the first year or so for me. And then my books are forgotten. But the good news is it oh. seems like pretty much 9999 percent of other authors are in the same bucket of despair as me. And you always mm. hear about that 0.01 who, you know, they get the net flick show made about their their, mm. their book or the movie or anything else mm. and the rest the rest are just guys like me who are who are out here begging you not to update my Wikipedia page because <laughs> nothing good <laughs> has happened since then.
0: James is a successful author. He once bought a sandwich at Quiznos yes. with his royalty payment. Yes, and he got the large uh, drink to go with it, so he really upsized.
1: I have a, I have a friend. We're gonna go. We're gonna veer hard, hard right here on this. Uh, okay, because that's what we do on this podcast. I and mean, when you have no agenda and you have no content, you can just talk about things. And I might have told this story before, but I have a friend who, when he was uh, like before he was born, his dad was a bit of a free spirit. And he went and he sailed around the world for like two years in a yacht. Just like a one or two, I think a one person yacht. And his his mom, his future mom waited for him and he came back. And then, you know, uh, my friend was born years later. Anyway, every time uh, that Men at Work song would come on, you know, the land down under, there's a line in there about a Vegemite sandwich. And my friend would go, my dad had a Vegemite sandwich. (laughs) Like his his dad had all these amazing stories about traveling the world. And the one story that got repeated over and over again was my dad had a Vegemite sandwich, which doesn't seem all that impressive. Like not that I want to, but I feel like I could go to the grocery store in like some forgotten corner and find Vegemite and make myself a Vegemite sandwich. So anyway, when he got married, when my friend got married, we had a cardboard cutout made of of him, uh, with a, like a speech bubble coming out. And it said, my dad had a Vegemite sandwich. There, <laughs> there are many pictures of it from his wedding. And I believe he kept it for quite a few years afterwards. He might actually even still have it. I believe placed in a place of honor in his basement somewhere.
0: J- James, what, what we're going to take a little peek inside the mind of James Breakwell. Okay. What yeah. was the connective tissue between that Vegemite story and, And what we were talking about, selling books and not selling books, right before that story, how did you get from A to B?
1: You went into the whole, okay, so because you were saying the dramatic story about me was that I bought a sandwich. That was the connection. It was literally the same oh, story he's been oh telling. It's a, you you said you'd update, update Wikipedia to show that I spent my entire royalty check on a sandwich. <laughs> and it's like, what a stupid and irrelevant story. Who would even latch oh. onto that? And then I thought, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We <laughs> latched onto that exact same story. We made a whole thing about it.
0: well that is what we do albeit sporadically here on the show but what we also have to do is make a big deal out of ending the show so we can get on with our lives and finally detach from each other for another week or three but, uh, James, i, I got to walk everyone out. Was that the, uh, the culmination of your Vegemite story?
1: <laughs> there is no act, Two. That was the whole thing.
0: <laughs> hey, just FYI, have you eaten Vegemite?
1: No, I have never had a Vegemite sandwich, nor do I have a desire to. That's my oh. friend's story, Steve. I can't steal his thunder.
0: I, I figured at least you would have had, like, a, a, a little uh, dish of it at the wedding for people to also sample Vegemite.
1: He, he did not have a Vegemite sandwich there because he didn't – I don't think he recognized that he told the story that much. And he certainly did not know that the cardboard <laughs> cutout with the quote is coming. So he did not prepare the cuisine accordingly.
0: It's <laughs> fabulous. And the magic – of Breakwell as we go all the way around the block to get to the neighbor's house. But until we go around the block with you again, the three of you next week, I gotta get out of here. So until we come face to phone with you and all of your kin, this is steve Elise, doctor Steve for James the Holiday Festive and less cranky than usual, Breakwell saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, eat your Vegemite, and remember, two wrongs can make a right. That rhyme! (laughs)